This episode of the GeekCast Live podcast is fueled by Death Wish Coffee, the world's strongest coffee. It's a trap! Episode 35 of the GeekCast Live Podcast. I am your host, GeekCast Ryan, with me, as always, that's the love. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. Well, on the agenda, it says witty banter and introduction, but I think we've already done that. Yeah, just take that other bit and (laughs) just just plug it in. Throw that in there. Through the magic of editing. That uh, charming voice you heard was... Jason Massey, and uh, this lovely voice. Hi. There it is, is Isabel Chadwick. They are of the Dungeons and Randomness podcast, and they are on our show tonight, and uh, we couldn't be happier because they are very cool people. And we will get into, we'll get into what their podcast is about, but I just want to keep talking to them for a while because they make me laugh. (laughs) That's okay with it. Thank you. Entertain us. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Now I feel like we got to prove dance something. puppet. Yeah, now dance, dance for me. <laughs> Cover yourself in canola oil. <laughs> oh man! Oh man! Oh man! Man, in any other context, that'd be really awkward. <laughs> I don't know. Well, if that, know. If that first bit doesn't make the show now, now it doesn't have a context, and now it just that just now seems it really awkward. It's like awkward. now that we've lured you onto the show. <laughs> did Ryan? Did Ryan just? Is that nice lady to cover herself in canola oil? I mean, it's not that far out of Tune in to our greatest hits podcast in <laughs> 16 weeks. Then that joke will make sense. <laughs> what, is, what is he? Some sort of, is he some sort of sadist? <laughs> hey, here's a thought, too, I had earlier today. Uh-oh. Technically, we're all half centaur. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose, yes. I would actually say that we're more like one third because a horse's torso body thing is pretty huge. Well, well, if you're just going at the division of waist, okay, it'd be half. That's a fawn, okay, dude. If, if, it's, well, if it's got the two horse legs, it's a fawn. Or I guess that's, that's goat no, legs. That's, that's different yeah, that, entirely. That's a satyr. Uh, or, or, or a fawn. Well, okay, yeah. What, what I'm well, saying is. Yeah, if you go like Mr. If, Tumnus. If, the human half is half human. The bottom half, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's, like, if you're talking about total ratio, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's like one third. But if you're just looking at it from the human's perspective, that's half a human. Well, that's like, because you stick a centaur onto, like, or I guess a centaur is like a horse's body with, no. with like, a human torso oh. coming up. It's yeah. Head. yeah. Yeah. So that's like you basically just cut the horse's neck off. <laughs> like right, that's true. Yes, from the horse's perspective, the horse is giving up way more in this equation. I mean, they're just losing their neck and head. That's like someone taking off your neck and head and putting a horse's torso on it. <laughs> right, right. But it is still half a human. That's mm. no, true. So what if, if, yeah. what if centaurs work the other way? Just go ahead and it was think just about a horse's head on a on a man's body. Well, I mean, I guess, yeah, I guess, yeah, that I guess that's helpful. all that would be. What are the benefits of that? There, are, I mean, there are. That's really, like that's the other well, half of that piece standing up. Tom's garage. You know, it's but way more interesting of like <laughs> horse like vision. I don't think that's great. No. <laughs> horse vision. Horse vision. You can't see anything in front of you. Nope. That's hilarious. Horse vision's funny. Uh, 
It's yeah, like the worst. It's like the worst superpower ever. Well, especially <laughs> since you wouldn't have three-dimensional like, uh, vision. Well, I was gonna say you you wouldn't even be able to have the the muscle and skeletal support to hold your head up even. <laughs> yeah, that's, no. It would just be it'd be a lot of people laying face down on the ground. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I mean unless unless it's it was like a minotaur, or you've got like the just <laughs> like what are these idiots? Strength for that. Well, I guess you could. Yeah, you would have to be basically. That's what it would be. It'd be a minotaur, only a horse. So, okay, I'm going to interject because rabbit hole. Um, speaking of horse-like vision, uh, you know how back in the day, like Superman had a bunch of super pets. There was the super cat, the super dog. He had a super horse named Comet. Okay. Okay, okay I'm going somewhere with this, I promise. Um, on the wiki, if you go to – and I don't know why I know this. But if you go to the, the Wikipedia for like all of Superman's pets, the powers for Superman's horse are he has horse-like strength. <laughs> what? Cool. I swear to you. I swear to you. I'll look this up right now and show you. It, he, his, his, he has horse-like strength. Isn't he a horse? Right. Should he have at least one horsepower? Like, and that's the bike in the world. Sorry. <laughs> like that's that seems counterproductive. It just seems like they phoned that one in. Well, because like muscle for muscle, humans are stronger than horses. Like, if we were a horse's size, we would be stronger than them. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Didn't know where'd that. You, where'd you make that up? No, I is learned, that, is I that learned all it. humans or, or, or well, that's average yeah. human? The, the average human yeah. is stronger than the average horse when scaled for mass. Okay. Yeah, I learned that from an Uncle John's bathroom reader. No. I've learned many well, things in my time Yeah. via that medium. That's where I learned that a group of gorillas is a congress. Mm-hmm. That's where I learned that a uh, uh, a group of geese in the air is a flock. Uh, a group of geese on the ground is a gaggle. And a group of geese in your living room is annoying. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even be mad at that's, that. No. Uh-uh. Cause it was, that's, uh, that's a good setup, though, for a joke. Put in the legwork. You, mm-hmm. It's a good hustle. I didn't good on like you're the you're the Pete Rose of comedians. <laughs> Not allowed in any Hall of Fames. Ugh. My goodness. You know what's you funny know, is uh uh ten years ago at Great Grandma Kuykendall's funeral, your dad, dad said I would be the first sit down comedian. Yeah. And now here I am. <laughs> first sit down comedian. That's funny too. Everything you've ever aspired to, Joe. It really is. It really. My, I should just. Nah, I'm not going to go there. Is it because you just started telling funeral jokes? <laughs> I was about to. It's a good medium. <laughs> funeral jokes. Not a lot of future in it. No. <laughs> I like that. Uh, a lot of people dying to hear them, though. Uh, <laughs> That's good. That's good. That's off the cuff too. I mean, it's not like you could have planned. It's not like you could have planned on the podcast going all the way to funeral jokes. <laughs> no, no. So, good on you. Huh? Turns out, Comet the Super Horse also has psionic love manipulation. Oh, dude, what? it's so like reading this horse. It's like okay, Comet originally <laughs> had the powers of yeah, and um, and he had a center form, which 
Wow, which gave him horse-like strength. Man. Yeah, no, I'm what? I'm reading that. That's exactly what this that's, says. I mean, that's he, yeah. He also that's... has ice wings and ice vision. He has the telepathic powers of Neptune. (laughs) (laughs) The fucking planet. Like the planet or like the god of the sea? I'm going to guess the god of the sea. I don't think telepathic. That makes sense. That makes sense because Neptune Neptune was the god of horses. Uh Uh-uh. Nope, it's the planet. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. He also has an ass like Uranus. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm done. I'm done. (laughs) I am out. And moons like Saturn. <laughs> I don't I'm, even. Oh wow! That, he I'm, had psionic love manipulation. Is that what I heard? Hey, yes. Say, he, yes. Simulate hey, the first, of, like the feelings of love. That's the, the, the alter ego is what makes this. Horses are kind of canola beasts, if you know what I'm saying. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. In Mexico. Yeah. Uh, Oh. His notable aliases include Andy Jones and Earthborn Angel of Love. Well, the horse would put on glasses and flip his hair down so you wouldn't know it was him. You wouldn't know it was him. <laughs> he was a reporter for the right. He well, was a, the Daily Stable. He was a mild-mannered stallion. <laughs> <laughs> he had an advice column. <laughs> Why don't fucking read Superman? This right here. Okay, this is no, not I'm indicative. Not he did, he did some really great glue reviews. No, no. But this just is shows, that a horse like, <laughs> This shows exactly how DC, like how desperate DC got when writing just anything Superman. Like, and this can be carried over to anything. This is just awful. I I know this is awful, but a lot of this is from like the '60s and '70s and stuff, and the early '80s. Like, you this is 1997. Okay, well that's terrible too. But that was okay. That was like post Superman and all that stuff. That's still terrible. And it's like yeah. And so you're Superman, doing the thing where you get really since he was ever since he was made. Superman's just awful. Oh, Amen. we're gonna get no fight. Oh no, this is this is awkward. No, Superman's <laughs> awful. Like there's nothing. There's that, that Superman's fine. Like there's been this 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 nasty bitter backlash about Superman, and I I I can see where that comes from. But there's nothing wrong with Superman. He's the most boring. No, he's not. Besides Captain America. I'm sorry. Thank La- you. Ladies and okay, gentlemen. Best friends? Yes. Ladies and yes, gentlemen, yes. throw your agenda away. <laughs> this could be an entire podcast. No, no. <laughs> no this, is, this is perfect. Because we've never had anyone on the show who likes Superman as much as you it. do. And uh, Rob hates Superman. So this I'll is great. Do this. I'm just going to go get some popcorn really character that's ever been created. Like, I was going to say, let me go get another beer. <laughs> let me guess. I let me guess. What Please go. Go. Let me guess what your argument is before you say it. Your argument okay. is he's he's too overpowered and that there's no challenge for him. And he's completely like lacks a personality. And anytime somebody can beat him, he just runs back to Kansas and doesn't do anything until he gets a new superpower. But other than that, yeah. Okay. The thing about Superman is that the fact that he's 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 essentially a god that walks among men that's what makes him awesome because he could kill and destroy everything but he's always constantly holding back it's his restraint that makes him an interesting thing i mean tony stark released a lot of strength whenever it came to like drinking and shit i don't see why that's like he's not a- wait wait tony stark is your corollary for this like that's, that's- absolutely i can pull any oh, like billionaire no, it- is your corollary to 
Or yeah, Thor, Rob, who's that also was, a demigod. Was, that was I would go with How about, how about there, Thor, yeah. who's also a demigod? We could probably go ahead and just level shit if he wanted to. Like Thor, right. But with Thor, he kind of comes with the whole Valhalla thing. And he is also pretty destructive. Like, he's almost no better than, than the Hulk when it comes to a lot of a lot of his fights. Rob, that Iron Man so because, Stark argument was weak. Yeah. Okay. But. Yeah, I'm with I'm with like uh, Bill from Kill Bill with the uh, Superman pretends to be us. Yeah, that's his critique on on humanity. That's like he just wants to fit in with humanity, and that's how he that's how he sees us as kind of mild mannered and weak and sheepish, and for the most part. And so that makes him an interesting character. I think I think for the most part, yeah. Like he he's wants interesting because he's a pussy ass bitch. No, no, no. Hey. Here's the thing. Superman wants nothing more than to fit in with us, but he never will because he's not one of us. He is better than us in every single way. But he also is positioned as Earth's protector, as our protector. That's so he'll never he'll never ever get what he wants on that level. He'll never just be one of us. And I think that's interesting. He may have, he may have Rob, he may have swayed me. This is, he's making the same argument I've made, but with like different words and Better voice. <laughs> <laughs> more command of the English language. <laughs> like a know, great just, orator. Just the fact that he like wants to be us but he can't and it's so sad and so like torment like, whatever, okay. Like you don't you don't fit in, congratulations. You're like ninety five percent of nerds. Like <laughs> Woo! Good for you. Except yeah. you can just like it's just he's still boring and like okay, you know, I get like he's never going to be like the gritty like anti-hero. I'm not saying I need gritty. I'm just saying he's boring. Well, okay, I get, but that's that's because he's restrained. Like he's buttoned down. Like he's constantly like, I mean, he can't even have sex like a normal person. Like he's <laughs> he is completely like he doesn't. There's no compatibility. Well, he's he's got all those weird fetishes. <laughs> Basically. Right. right. I mean, he's into a lot of kink, and it's yep. <laughs> it's hard to manage that with his super strength. Right. I mean, there's some, I mean, some like, people use a feather. Superman, the whole chicken. <laughs> <laughs> An ostrich. Fifty Shades of Superman. That's the that's the. Yeah, that's, that's the new erotic is. novel I'm writing. I'll tell you that. <laughs> Guys, we might be onto something here. <laughs> <laughs> There has to be a market. I, I'm not going to say that I don't get the argument that he's boring and like he's a Boy Scout and he's he's a, I, I get it like he's never going to be cool like Batman like Batman gets oh, all the play don't, like don't get me started on Batman I, I'm Batmaned out I'll be honest I'm right there with you um, but yeah like I get like he's like like guys like Thor and the Hulk I love the Hulk like I, I I'm on both sides like I'm a DC guy but I love Marvel stuff I love DC animation Marvel movies but yeah, I, I get the argument I'm just saying for me like there's something about Superman like he's just He's Superman. Like, I don't know. Can we all just agree that Deadpool is, like, the ultimate anti-hero yep. ever and just... It depends on the iteration. The but, yeah, like, I, I, I like a lot of Deadpool stuff. Like, you saw that little teaser thing with Ryan Reynolds? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, that's it's Ryan fucking Reynolds. Why? Just, What's wrong with Ryan? He's perfect for Deadpool. No, he, he is. is. I, Deadpool is Van Wilder. Like, he, he will be a good, a good Deadpool, but I just, I don't like Ryan. I understand that. I like Ryan Reynolds, but, like, I get it. I've always thought he would be a perfect Deadpool. I mean, I don't count Origins as being anything actual Deadpool, but... Well, now, I mean, hold on. The, the, when he got to be Deadpool for, like, three minutes, he okay, was whenever he was whenever he was Wade Wilson, he right. was fantastic. Yes. As soon as they decided to turn him into Weapon X, that's oh, yeah, where that I was the line. That's what you yeah, want to do no, with that Deadpool. Was... So is Mouth Shot. <laughs> right. right. 
<laughs> like, of, like of all things, like you're gonna take away his like defining quality. Right. Like, the what are you with thinking? No mouth. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. Brunch. Yeah. Nothing. Nothing like turning Deadpool into Billy the Zombie from Hocus Pocus. Ugh. Wow. You went into the well for that reference, and I applaud you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna pretend I got that reference. And Hocus now Pocus. you're mine. I vaguely got that reference. That's an old, like, like a young Sarah Jessica Parker was in that movie. Like, that's an old yeah. movie. Yeah. Oh. That was a... Yeah, you went Not to the Wayback Machine. <laughs> <laughs> you did that with pride, too. Like, you, you yep. dusted that off. You came back with... It's like, look what I brought back, guys. Like, you... you <laughs> <laughs> It's like he's got some sort of notepad next to him. Like, okay, on this podcast, I'm going to reference Focus. Focus. Uh, right. Cross that off. Good. Can't believe I f- can't believe I found a place to reference Billy from Hocus Pocus. <laughs> can't believe I remembered his name. Yeah, that might be the. That whole thing was like. If they finish it, are you guys going to watch that documentary about the Superman movie that never got made with Nick Cage? <laughs> oh, it's yes. so. Oh I my might. God. The tra- Have you seen the suit? Oh, please tell me you saw the Nick Cage in the suit with the long hair and the big exposed forehead where he has no hair and a big receding hairline. Hold on a second. What? Oh my no, God! I'm looking, the, I'm looking this up right now. This is. Oh my gosh! This is fantastic. There's no way. There's no way oh, this is an actual thing. There's a way. What? There's a way. Wait, is this happened? like was this really like the Tim Burton? Yeah, that that was what the Superman suit looked no! like. Oh, no. No. Man. That's what it was going to look like. Oh yeah, my goodness terrible. gracious. Oh god. Is that suit made it. of duct tape? I don't know. It's the ugliest thing I've ever seen. And that wow. was that wasn't going to fly. Um, he 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 wasn't going to fly. Uh, he barely had super strength. Was he, he just going to leap over tall buildings in a single bound? Was that, I don't even know if he could leap. I think it was just which was the I think the original thing before he could fly. It's more of a hop. That looks it's, like he would just lie on his bed all day trying to like unzip uh-huh. that fucking suit from the back. Like that's it's, like <laughs> just oh. This oh, like like, this could have been the best rendition of Superman ever. It's just the like, just imagining Nick Cage like, oh, so just like, just imagining that, like, just, ugh, just, like, it looks like he just got into a bar fight, like the necks all stretched out. And it's just, ugh. No, this I'll wear this beautiful. suit to represent my individuality. <laughs> you shouldn't be able to wax the Turtle Man, the the, the like Turtle Wax, the, the the Superman suit. You shouldn't be able to do that. It'll, turtle, it'll be a lot I, easier I, to steal the in- Declaration of Independence that way, though. <laughs> That's true. And he wouldn't fear bees. Right. <laughs> National treasure well reference. Check. <laughs> oh, God. It's time to leave. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't get the joke you were making for a second there. This is fun. All right, so where do we go to start this uh, Kickstarter to get this Tim Burton, Nick Cage, Superman movie made? I think it's already underway. Like, they're halfway done. They're just requesting more money. Oh, this money. is an actual... Oh, oh, no, they're making a documentary about how it failed and why, and you see that suit, and it's like, oh, no, I can tell you why it failed. Like that, <laughs> yeah. I, I know why it I'd failed. i give you two guesses. You don't even have to show me the suit. Just tell me the list of actors. Yeah, right. Got, like, and the Nick second Cage, I see Nick Cage as Superman... Oh, and the script. Oh, man. The script was floating around for a while. You could read that. It is oh, tri- He fights a giant spider at the end of it. Oh, he, 
it was it was it was written by Kevin Smith, which yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, whatever. I mean, stick to dogma. It, yeah, dude, it's so it's so bad. That's hilarious. I don't even. Does he? Does it? Is there like a part where he pulls like a Bilbo and goes like Attercop, Attercop at the spider? Or? <laughs> Nick Cage, Attercopping a spider as Superman, is my new moment of Zen. Check. Nineteen seventies <laughs> Hobbit movie. Check. <laughs> I'd like to see your I, like your I set say list I'm you got going at, on there. Right. I would have gave you bonus points for referencing the Leonard Nimoy song. <laughs> oh, we did we did that last week. Said, that was a that was a couple podcasts ago. Well, damn. Okay. It's Bilbo, Bilbo Baggins, greatest little hobbit of them all. With like psychedelic is now it's <laughs> goodness gracious. That's a surreal video. What a great video, though. Better Nimoy in a mock turtleneck. <laughs> God no. On like a on like a rock. Like a like an outcropping. The internet like, has gone too far. <laughs> I remember them jumping out from bushes. Like I just remember like like a Hobbit ambush. That's when. <laughs> which is it's another a, a which Hobbit, is another yeah. band I was in in high school. I remember that one. Hobbit I was ambush. just about to. Hobbit ambush. We were a, more of a like a folksy jazz quartet. Oh, it turns out that a spider-like alien is called a Thanagarian snare beast. Oh, well, that, yeah. That was wow. yeah. If you ever watched uh, Evening with Kevin Smith, he goes into like a thirty-minute rendition about it and stuff. It's kind of interesting. It's really I I want to know more about it. Like I want to know everything about it. Like what were you thinking? <laughs> <laughs> exactly what strain of pot were you on when you came up with this? Mm-hmm. Interesting. I will say that some of the concept art here isn't awful though. Like they have some concept art for Doomsday, and he mm-hmm. looks pretty solid. Yeah, but then, I mean... But Doomsday like, is, like, the only good thing that's come out of Superman. Yeah, but, like, I'd like to see what they do in actual practice, because they couldn't do it in CG at the time, so they'd have to make no. a big rubber suit, and that, if it looks anything like the Superman suit, like, the recipe oh, for the Superman been... suit is pretty much on the books. Like, that's pretty much been the same for, oh, 75 years or so. Like, <laughs> right. right. The only How change you... they really made was putting the underwear on the inside. Right. It's pretty much... It's it's Superman. Like, that's it's like that's what he looks like. It, it, but... <laughs> what they got from that and there it's wow I, it's amazing I wonder if the S comes off so he can throw it like a boomerang <laughs> yes actually he peels it back and there's whiskey behind it because because oh, he needs that right really. to get to get the film you in. seem like a super drunk on the go <laughs> <laughs> he's a functional superhero <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Superman as Hancock is a funny concept. (laughs) (laughs) And check. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yep. Hancock reference check. I'd like to see your set list. Was 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 funeral joke on there? (laughs) Uh, Naturally. Natural. So natural death was on your. Was on your. Well, it was right after the canola oil. Yeah. Actually, you—I didn't even have to make the cannoli joke that's on my list because you got me. You got there first. <laughs> What's funny is you had make. Uh, I can just see you—you you, like you do that thing where you like, like you you blot the pencil on your tongue uh, to get it in it. Make a cannoli joke. 
And when you when you hit the period, some of the you know some of the graphite broke, and there's a smudge in the paper. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like it's a West, like it's a Wes Anderson. Then I had to sharpen the pencil again by hand with a crank. <laughs> right. Like, just get a pen. Well, yeah, but it makes it more personal when you do it like that. Goodness. We're idiots. What have we devolved to? We are idiots. I don't know how we function sometimes. Well, we're functioning superheroes. That's what. We're functioning superheroes. All right, speaking of functioning superheroes. Oh, I can't wait for this transition. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, so you've listened to us. (laughs) Speaking of functional soup, Kentucky Fried Chicken is delicious. Um, (laughs) I think my favorite segue ever was, uh, uh, speaking of 16th century lesbian poetry. (laughs) Uh, You guys have 11 days to go on your Kickstarter. We do. And you are, uh, you're pretty close. We are. We you're are actually. Close. It's uh, it's done tremendously well. Um, this uh, this Saturday, I imagine it's it's gonna it's gonna do even better. Uh, we're hosting twelve hours of live content on Twitch, uh, which we've dubbed Theriathon. There is the name of a little world we created, and uh, it's kind of a pledge drive slash everyone get together and just party on Twitch for the day. Awesome. Yeah. Okay. Shut up and take my money. <laughs> to, uh, so you guys created Theria. Yes. Not not you guys. That's all. That's all, Jason. Jason, you created Theria. Uh, yeah, I guess. Oh, well, yeah. oh, will someone take credit for it? For goodness. He's sake. he's not going to take credit for anything. He's going to do this thing the entire time. Well, he'll he'll undersell himself. That's basically where I'm here. Is just to, <laughs> to, to make step sure in and be like, no, okay, no, actually, it's all you. <laughs> all right, well, we I'm are like a helper sh- dog. We are. <laughs> <laughs> it's a team sport. I, it's a, it's, it's totally we're a team. Sure. Well, we are, we are backstory wonks. So tell us all about Theria. Oof. Um. So, uh. Actually, is you want to tag in on this one? It's not. It, don't pitch it as something that dark. Uh, <laughs> but it's it's not. Welcome that to bad. Westeros. Ah, <laughs> Perfect. I love Westeros. Uh, um, dude, I don't know. Trying to talk about the backstory of Theria is really fucking difficult because a it's huge. Jason has, like, we have a map of it. Um, and it's giant and there's stuff in the world that's not even on the map and then every single town is like stocked with NPCs that all have backstories and lives and occupations and friends and like Jason probably has what they eat for fucking dinner like and not like they eat the same thing every night he probably has a month's worth of menus written out for them like it's insanely each, detailed each but, town has a different diet actually like it's, it's what they do. I have so much respect for you. But this they probably have the same thing for breakfast every fixes day, right? The Superman thing. <laughs> <laughs> You've redeemed yourself in Rob's eyes. <laughs> oh, well, thank you. <laughs> um, I have no life. This is not something that you feared. I have no life. I have invested a lot of time into that. I, I um, uh, I'll give you the pitch for the show. The, 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 the 
elevator pitch for the show. Um, there are currently four groups, uh, three main groups, and then there's kind of a comedy group. Um, the uh, the three groups all exist in the exact same world. They all exist in Theria. They all are on separate timelines, being that they are whenever they get together whatever time passes for them that is the timeline that they're on they can influence the world around them they can influence each other uh group wise they can the groups have met up before like uh like cartoon crossovers like the flintstones beat the jetsons type of thing okay uh, uh on the except west blood. except the, yes except with blood yes except they get a, into a fist fight or something um uh, the, we've had characters betray each other. We've had characters love each other. We've had characters. Uh, there's a huge. There is essentially what boils down to a gigantic race war uh, on the west coast going on currently. Uh, there is a there is a mayor that uh, proclaimed himself king and has essentially taken over uh, the western half of the continent. Um, I mean, there's there's it's almost comic book continuity. We've gotten to the point where it's. Um, there is so much going on that it's you have to start from the beginning to get it all. That's awesome. Yeah, that's really cool. That's kind of our hook. We're the only D and D podcast that does what we do the way we do it. That's it's. it's well, no shit. Well, <laughs> I'm the only farmer that farms the way I farm. Farm. No, but I mean, like, like yeah. there are tons of D and D podcasts, and it's like, oh, follow our adventure. And there's usually like one group, maybe two. There's no one juggling what we're juggling no one's doing that because i think most people would kill themselves like it's so i mean it's and that that's not be being braggy it's it's like there's Hi, a you were so close to saying I something know. positive about yourself without making some sort I of am. modifier <laughs> i was waiting for it. i was pushing you but you, you didn't okay get there. i'll i'll say this i don't think there are a lot of people who can do what i do the way i do it um as well as i do it i'll say that and that is the closest I'll ever get to bragging about myself. Like that is, it is a tremendous amount of work, but I have the good fortune of working with an insanely talented cast. Um, they all complement each other very well. They, they, they are incredibly good at what they do. Um, and, uh, yeah, that, yeah, I'm insanely lucky to be able to do it with them. What? I feel like I brought the mood down. Wow. Uh, no, you didn't No, You didn't bring the mood down. I was, I was trying to find the most tactful way to say that uh, um, you've Ryan's turned me on. <laughs> yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm fangirling right now. So how long have you guys been uh, running this podcast? Uh, just a little over two years. And do you, and do you have room for another group? <laughs> <laughs> we get that question a lot, actually. Oh, my goodness. And you're just – are you just running uh, – what, what game system are you running? Just 5th edition D&D or – uh, fourth edition right now. Fifth edition, edition is too new. Like we're gonna wait and see. Uh, we're gonna wait and see how that goes. But four, uh, four is what we've been. We kind of run the redheaded stepchild of D and D, and we've kind of made it our own. We've homebrewed a lot of stuff and um, kind of edited the whole class. Like the Scion class has been completely gutted, and I just homebrewed the whole thing. And it's kind of a new, a new deal on the show. But yeah, we we kind of made it our own. Made it a little more deadly. Like it's a little harder to kill off a PC in regular fourth edition. So change that a bit. But yeah, <laughs> we kind of have our own rules for death and resurrection and everything. Basically, I, I, anything that could make it nastier has been done. I've done things to make it nicer too. I totally have, but you never mentioned those things. <laughs> oh, okay, examples. Um, of nasty or nice, because I have oh, more yes. examples of nasty. Oh, yeah, okay. like Joe said, just yes. Um, 
okay, well, if someone dies, first of all, it's almost it, it's it's not impossible to kill off a PC, but on 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 you know on average, they have about eight to twelve healing surges somewhere in there, maybe more. Um, you just count the number of PCs that have died really quick. Okay, it's, I'm on your guys's website. It looks like seven right here. Yeah. I would say that would Bree count as a PC because you play her. Almost like I play all the NPCs. So okay, yeah. so Bree. Uh, God, you play all the NPCs. The number of NPCs that have died is I can't. I don't have enough digits. There are not enough. (laughs) Yeah, like I'm counting on my fingers and toes, and I'm I ran out. I have to count the hairs on my head now. Okay, (laughs) no one's safe. So Um, Westeros was a really good. Yeah, because nothing's more boring to me than like if you're watching an action movie and you're you're. I mean, you want to root for the hero and everything, but if you get the sense, it's like, okay, well, obviously Bruce Willis isn't going to die in this. Like, there's there is that detachment. Eventually, it's like, okay, no matter how hairy the situation, I know John McClane ain't going to die. So there is that. Like in this, it's like you're rooting right. for these characters. You get attached, and I mean, people have plans. People have. It's like, oh, I want to do this, this, and this, and I. Your character has a motivation, and then you're dead, and that's it. And in regular four four e, there's, um. Um, if you die, which is hard to kill off a PC, but if you die, you can just get resurrected and it's painless and it costs like a few shekels and it's like, and you're back and it's instant and whatever. Um, barring that, you can actually go back to town, hire a cleric. There's really no penalty for waiting days or a week or something. There's really no penalty to any of that. So in our world, you have 24 hours to get resurrected. It's an incredibly painful experience for a cleric to do. Uh, it's mentally taxing, physically challenging. It hurts them. Um, there's a chance you could come back wrong, uh, like mentally screwed up or physically screwed up. Um, uh, beyond that, beyond the 24 hours, the risk goes up incrementally the longer you wait. So yeah, there's there's a real risk to it. You have to kind of weigh out how how badly do I want this person back? How, you know. And there aren't that many clerics in the world that would do that. And that's what, and you've you've made those changes to yes. the game. Yes. Yeah. See, there you go. Quit being so humble. <laughs> that's best dungeon, best awesome. dungeon master in the world. Please don't. <laughs> quit, quit, quit that humble, Harry. Oh. You guys have actually had the unique pleasure of hearing Jason say a positive thing about himself. Like that's. Probably the first time I've ever heard him talk <laughs> that nicely about himself. Usually, it's like, "Jason, that episode was so much fun." It's like, it "I fucked up." That was. I'm. I'm just gonna go for a walk. I can't even. <laughs> I'm not. That bad. Usually, it's, I'm just glad people have fun. That's my. That's my motivation. I'm just. That glad is the number fun. one job. Yes. Of a DM. Yes. Always has been. Always will be. Always should be. Totally agree. The only thing that should be relevant in your mind when you're done. Yeah, that's. I usually just try to see how many characters I can go off. See, I, I am not that DM. I don't. I sure? don't ever want to be. No, I am. I am sure no, no. because again, <laughs> you don't take stock of the good stuff. <laughs> Una's hmm. had a lot of good stuff. Una's had a lot of good stuff. I'll go pound for pound with you. If you want to name off the bad stuff, I'll name off the good stuff. I'm going to come out on top. Uh, okay. Okay. Um, I'm excited. What two men enter, one man leaves. Let's see. Let's see. The first, the first bad thing. What's the first bad thing that happened to Una besides being born? Probably. <laughs> oh, you can't count your own backstory. That's your backstory. Uh, I was just making one that fit with Theria. Um. Okay. Wow. So probably the okay first god first worst thing. Um, Fee died in oh. like their second mission. 
I would say that's more a fee bad thing than an Una bad thing. Well, that, 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 <laughs> that, that was sad. That was sad for the group. Okay. Um, you did attack a powerful scion. That that really falls more into cause and effect, but okay. Um, uh, uh, she was promoted within the army. Okay. Um, I, I was going to say I had to torch someone, but I kind of enjoyed that, so... Plus, you did get to free that person and sneak them out, almost almost single-handedly coming up with a plan. Uh, Fee assisted you, but you got to sneak her out of the city and free her. Okay, but that led to my group falling apart. Yes, because you lied. You lied uh, shit, this is all my fault. Okay, wait, no. Then you tried to kill me. Bree tried to, yeah, Bree tried to, because you lied to her, and again, you lied to the powerful <laughs> scion, and again, more cause and effect, but okay. I was only saved by a miraculously timed critical miss. Oh, that's one of my favorite moments on the show. Okay, um, but that also did come up, that, that, that also is one of the most badass moments on the show, and... Uh, what, do you know off the top of your head what episode that would be? Episode 48. Episode Jesus 48. Okay. Uh, I'm that's one of my favorite episodes. I have listened to it many, many times. That is my probably my favorite episode. Episode 48. Just because that's just the lightning and the thunder and the rain and it all just comes together. So it's so like hearing hearing the group rejoice when it's oh my god, it's so good. Um, I get a big old nerve boner thinking about it. Um, and disgusting. That's I'm the way, that's, you know what? That's the way I was gonna. That's what I was thinking of trying okay. to do it tactfully. I should just said nerd boner. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, what about Court's Fury? Uh, Una's trusty uh, legendary hammer. Okay, yeah, that was cool. Um, but where did I get that? Oh, right, uh, we looted it from a giant fucking black dragon that we had to which kill. Which you murdered. <laughs> you uh, murdered the last black dragon in Theria. How is that not a feather in your cap? Okay, well... You're um, I am. <laughs> all the bad things that happen are kind of my fault. Um, <laughs> okay, here we go. Here we go. No, I've been catching the rat for this for months, guys. You don't get uh, shit. You, you hear me say something good about myself, and she's admitting fault. This never happens. You killed my girlfriend. <laughs> Technically, Ian killed your girlfriend. Sorry, a character that you play killed my girlfriend. <laughs> okay, that is true. Um... Uh, Una got promoted. Character that you play, but whatever, we're ignoring that. Semantics. Um, Una got promoted to Cord's Fist and is now this exemplary role model for everything that a follower of Cord should be. You got bowed down. Okay, that's not that's not that's not you doing something nice for me. That's me being an awesome follower of Cord. Wow. What? Balls on you. That's 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 like I came up with the title and get like it was one of those things where like Craig would Craig Mason the guy who runs the Temple of Court in, in the uh, city called Esterholt we're just rambling at you guys and I'm so sorry no, um, no this is perfect this is fine uh that like th that is a title that, and, and yes you are an awesome follower of Court not taking that away from you at all but that is not something that's just handed out like candy that's a big deal like that's it's a good thing is what I'm saying uh, okay that well I had to fight the angel of death in this order to resurrect and we, we've been over how painful and difficult resurrection is and how my character is still weakened from it yes to resurrect the girlfriend that you killed true um and then she came back with no powers so the the powerful scion is now just some bitch wandering around 
Um. Okay, that is one way to look. That's so <laughs> cheap that it makes up for all. The but good she stuff. came back. But she did come back, and you did get to reunite with a loved one. Una did. Uh, in all the dark spots in Una's life, she does have that one. That 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 like you you have forged a relationship with somebody, and it's it's kind of healthy. Like you like that is like Bree's a nice person. Una is debatably a nice person. Una's not Jadzia. She doesn't have some weird fucked up backstory. Really, the whole thing about dragging her dead mother's body to the city of Esterholt? <laughs> she wasn't dead. She was sick. She died on the way. No, no, she was. She was. She 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 was sick. So they left. Then she got super sick. So then she dragged her mom, and then her mom died. Right. I I was the way I read it. It seems like she died in transit. She did not dry, die in transit. Okay. And I, I stand. That would gross. Who drags a dead body? Like well, it's still your mom's dead body. Una probably. Chevy Chase. <laughs> <laughs> that was a dog. That doesn't Your count. own body doesn't count. Oh, just kidding. Oh, yeah. Chevy Chase is an awful individual. Well, it's just, yeah, just gross. Yeah. Um, there's more good stuff that has happened to Una. So do you, so do you have room for another group? <laughs> uh, that, is funny. that is funny you should mention that because if we get to a certain amount on a Kickstarter, one of the stretch goals is we'd add a group four. Uh, and we are always looking for able-bodied players. Well, that's not true. We're actually not always looking for able-bodied players because I, uh, I get something in my inbox every single solitary I, day. I have no doubt. Um, we did do an open casting call. We did do an – and we'll do another one if we get to – uh, the group four stretch goal. We'll do another open casting call and we invite everyone to take a stab at it. <laughs> You're on. Sold. <laughs> You're on. That's just that this 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 sounds I mean, it's one of my favorite things to do is role play anyway. And I also like podcasts, so I don't know what <sighs> I, so, my my wife will hate me. Um okay. okay. Well let me brace you for something. While the show takes off in a big way, like it starts taking off right around episode four, you got to get through the beast known as episode one. It's seven hours long. It has no ending. Uh, and I will warn you that I started out never playing d and I've never played a single game. Um, and episode one is my first foray into it. I, I start picking it up pretty well after the first couple episodes but um, I would honestly skip the first two and just start with like episode three or so start, you know I, I will take your word okay, okay. I'm just but saying I, uh, there are people who swear by episode one they love it I I don't know what do you think is um, I think there's a thing called you know s and out there and I think some people are masochists and that's not a bad thing um, but I think those type of people are, are drawn to episode one because it is honestly excruciating no offense I did listen to it but I had to listen to it while doing other things because there was no fucking way I could sit still and listen to that so if you're the kind of person who likes Fifty Shades of Grey listen to episode one of the Dungeons and Randomness podcast I would say, yeah, start with like episode three and it gets, I swear, that that's the one thing I could swear to you, each episode gets better than the last. Like we, we really get our shit together and we really, like, it gets better and better. Oh, yeah. Awesome. Oh, perfect. Perfect. Because I, one, I need a new podcast to listen to or to add to my listening. And uh, I don't, I feel like I got to learn more about Theria. I, like almost like, like, do you have a wiki? 
We're working on that. That is one of the things I, so, okay. Um, recently I quit my full-time job. I've worked in factories pretty much my entire adult life and, uh, I got sick. So I had to kind of quit my job. And part of this Kickstarter is me taking a stab at doing this, uh, this podcast thing as my profession. Good for you. Do it Thank up, you. Man. Appreciate it. You. Thank you. Um, so yeah, that is one of the things we're going to be working on. Um, if we reach, so we're, I'll, I'll say this here. Um, if we reach the $20,000 goal on Saturday at any point in Saturday during this big marathon thing we're doing, uh, one of the things we're going to be doing is short videos where we break down the events of, uh, like it'll be like, Oh, this is what happens from episode one to five. So you can jump in at any point that you'd like. Like a complete, like a quick, like previously on, but it'll be a detailed Cliff Notes version of what happens, so you don't have to listen to, you know, twenty hours of podcast. One of the things that we've in the Kickstarter video, if you watch it, and that was before we've done more episodes, is that if you were to listen to everything that we've done, and that is skipping some mailbags and some extra stuff, just listening to the show's content of of the actual canon of the show, it would take you ten full days. 24 hour days listening 10 full days over t we've done over like um at this point it's over 260 hours of content or so wow awesome i can't tell if that's like really impressive that that we've done that i mean not me i've only been here for like half of it but like yeah but that's still a lot like, i can't tell if that's impressive or like you Sad. Guys, oh, on the deepest well, levels it isn't though now hold on that is, I, I, I don't think it's sad because I think we've chosen something to do. We're good at it and we're just doing it. Like I, I, and by the way, group three is recorded just as much as group one or two. So even though like in real world time, like you've only been here since the beginning of like, well, the end of December, um, you still content wise, you've recorded just as much as group one or group two. Here's what I have to say to that. If it's sad or if it's cool you guys fit the mold to the concept of uh, the core concept of what our show is oh. you you fit the mold ex you could be a like a prime example of that be passionate about something to the point where you want other people to experience it and and become passionate about it and do it harder than anyone else who is currently doing it that's the whole concept of our show in a, in, in really is in like, you know, we could get into the, you know, I could bore you with our concept of like what we think a geek is, but that's basically the concept geek harder than anyone else. And that's what you do. And so I don't, I don't think it's sad at all. I think it's badass. <laughs> well, that's really nice of you. Thank so you. That's, an awesome thing that's, to say. that's the, that's the, the core of our show is what you're doing. So that's that's fucking awesome. In fact, now when somebody says like, "What's Geekcast Live?" I'm going to say, "Just go to the Dungeons and Randomness podcast." Oh, and do that, or or I'll probably say, "Just listen to episode 35 and or one." That's that's pretty much or one, <laughs> which yeah. <laughs> but uh, no, I don't think it's sad at all. I think it's I think it's bitching. I think it's really cool. I would, I would rather do. I, I don't know. Like, if you would have asked me when we started, like, if this is like a socially acceptable thing, like, you always think it's like, well, it's a nerdy thing. It absolutely is. But 
dude, we have pulled in all kinds of people. Like there are people who play sports and military and there's 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 people who never have played D D, never will, but they're just interested in the story of it. And they're like the way characters interact and the way the people talk to each other. It's just that. Like that's that's what it comes down to. Like we have, you know, tens and tens of thousands of listeners and they're all the, the one thing they all have in common is they're all invested in the story. And I would say probably maybe even half of them don't care about D&D at all. But it's just like one of their buddies at work. It's like, oh, you got to hear this because of this moment. It's just it's just little stackable moments. That's that's all it is. Yeah. I mean, you I mean, role play long enough. I mean, yeah. you can think you can think back to the moments that, you know, you know, I, I can speak for Joe and I. And, well, and Rob, too. I mean, we, you know, growing up playing role-playing games of all different sorts i mean everybody has their favorite characters and everybody can tell you you know i can tell you the moment that that leroy alvin spindle shanks tried to shoot the barbarian across the pool hall or across the 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 inn and missed and lodged his heavy crossbow bolt right into the ceiling which was just distraction enough for renshaw rathbone to cut the guy's head off it was perfect but i can (laughs) in my head i can tell you all about it and i know the experience like the back of my hand and i could tell it to you yep I can I could I could tell it to you like I'm describing the scene from the movie. Right. Like you so, know what the place smells like in your head. Like you Without a doubt. Right. And it's awesome. Which, a lot of that was due to a, a just a phenomenal dungeon master. Uh his name it was our it's our uncle Paul. I mean, he was a a, a great <laughs> DM. And but you know, that's what uh you know, speaking to your concept of people that have no you know, you know, I I don't care, you know, I don't care about Dungeons and Dragons or role playing, and then they listen for a little bit, and now they're invested in they're invested in Una. Yeah. Um, and the cool thing is, I mean, you got ten thousand listeners. Um, you know, ten thousand one might be a movie producer. Well, that's you have like what? 40, it's like sixty thousand. Oh. <laughs> wow. Yeah, it keeps growing. It's it's awesome, and it's yeah, it's we have been extremely lucky in, in what we do. It's, it's, yeah, it's really, really awesome. I'm not sure there's much luck involved, to be honest. I think it's more just you working your ass off. Yeah. I I think, I think maybe you just got a really good product and it sells itself. Cause God knows you're not selling it. <laughs> I want to. I just I'm not that guy. I feel physically uncomfortable bragging. Like describing it, I feel like we're bragging. Like it's it's like it's, I don't know. I I yeah. I say what if, if I had sixty thousand like people listening to me play Dungeons and Dragons, dude, I wouldn't shut up. <laughs> right. Everybody <laughs> would know that I'm doing that. Everyone would know I was doing it. Uh, everybody. I I, I this sounds pandering, but I also think that we have probably the greatest listenership of anything that's ever been. I mean, it's it's this weird. It's almost like a firefly level of dedication. Like when when a character dies or something, you see it erupt on Twitter. It's it will get emails, and it's I, like you just like you you hear the pain in their voice. Like I've had people send voicemails, and just like you hear it in their voice, like no, I just it's like you, I just, like they care. They really like they're so invested. And even if they hate you, and usually it's directed at me because you motherfucker, you did this or this. It's like you made them feel something. That is, so, these are <laughs> fictional characters in a fictional world. None of this exists, but you made them feel something, and that's so awesome. That's that is that is why I want to do this. That is just how you know that you're doing a hell of a job. Ah, oh, that just feel that is the best feeling. Like listening to players react to something, or it's like just whether it's good or bad or whatever. You just 
you hear that in their voice. They care. They're invested. It's it's the best. I can really do that. Man. Well, you're about to become. You're about to get about a hundred dollars closer to the old uh, thirty-five k. The thirty-five k unlocked group four. I'll tell you that. Really? I think you should just go ahead and donate that five hundred, so we can go ahead and just get that uh, get yeah, that was, session going. I was thinking about doing that. I was thinking about that one too. To be honest with you. <laughs> but then, with that said, you I mean you're only two grand away at that point from the the decimate package. You know what I mean? I will say too. <laughs> I, I will say too, that looking at your Kickstarter, I love the names of your packages too. Well, thank you. They're they're uh, they're named after uh, characters like powers on the show and stuff. It gets no better for me than green flame blade. <laughs> if you start listening, you will you will hear that a lot. There's a character on the show who you, that is like that's he's essentially that's that's my brother. He's essentially a catchphrase machine. That is <laughs> even the most mundane things. That's fun. So do you guys yourselves go out to any cons or anything along those lines, or do you guys normally just kind of prefer to game amongst your groups? I've I've never played a D&D game in person with anybody. Um, I will be at some point, probably, you know, uh, you know, soonish, somewhere in there. But I've never done that. I've never been to a con. I've never. I'm I'm a terrible nerd, and when it comes to that, like I'm I'm not as plugged into that. I want to. I want to go check that stuff out. But I live in New Jersey, and it's sad here. So there's not. There's <laughs> there's you do live in the Mordor of the United States. I <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, she just came to Junkai with us last week, and what's going on there, man? Um, totally missed it. Well, we were kind of nominated for an Emmy uh, at Gen Con, and then we weren't. And then, like, my original plan was to go to Gen Con, um, but yeah, that was that 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 kind of fell through. So I I wanted to, but um, yeah, I will at some point. Where is Gen Con? Indianapolis. Indianapolis. Yeah. Oh, okay. Indianapolis. <laughs> I'm lucky enough to have San Diego Comic Con um, within eight hours of me. So, but I've never gone because I'm. Lame. That sounds like a miserable experience. San Diego sounds like it just sounds like a crowded mess. Like waiting six hours in line to see. Like, I would like to go to a mid-tier con more than that. I would like to go just to see all the awesome shit. Like, oh, I would not t- necessarily like the the, the ex- exhibitions or whatever, but like. Just the people, yeah. Yeah, you know, it is a spectacle. I feel like San Diego would be one of those ones that I'd really enjoy going to once, and then I'd rather just go to PAX or anything right. else that's not yeah. San Diego Comic Con, E two or mm-hmm. Dragon Con. Exactly. Anytime I, I think, I think uh, before San Diego, my goal is going to be the uh, Boston Comic Con, only because then I get to go to Boston. So. <laughs> right. Well, we can also hang out with friends of the show, Wayward Raven. Yeah, that, that 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 too. I would I would enjoy doing that also. By the way, Mark and Alex, you're welcome. <laughs> for the quick plug there. Two hundred and seven backers, by the way, for the uh, Dungeons and Randomness Kickstarter. I, my phone just buzzed. Thank you very much. Yeah, that is insanely nice of you. Yeah, well, you swayed me. <laughs> The second I said, hey, I'm really into backstory, tell me about it. And you said, dude, it's too fucking big to tell you about it. All right. I literally can't. Like, I would be wasting your time at a shut certain up, point. Shut up and take my money. <laughs> I, 
I officially love you. Thank you. <laughs> hey, tell me about tell me about your world. Can't too big. <laughs> okay, okay, perfect. Sold. And the fact that I mean, you know, uh, my name will be listed as an official NPC in a random town in Theria. You'll be put in a random place to live, and you'll be added to our website, telling people where. Well, oh, that's like, got, you'll also have like your months-long menu and mm-hmm. like yeah, I'm uh, a, I'm a. Uh, you kind of know my diet at this point. I like <laughs> to put grease in coffee, and yes. I'm a meat eater. So, <laughs> um, that's gotten bigger, actually. Like I've gotten to the point now where we were doing these little kind of not stretch goals but it's like if we get to this point like just to you know how kickstarters have that lull in the middle it's like okay well if we get to this point here then we'll do this well one of the things we did for that was um not only will you be listed on the website but you will be given a mini backstory you will place randomly in a town and events will happen randomly in the world on the site that will affect npcs and that like it'll like you'll get to live in theria that is like it's this neat little thing that until a random explosion kills you <laughs> it is, uh, that, that's a possibility. It won't be an explosion. You'll just die of like diphtheria. Diphtheria. Just so shitty and mundane. <laughs> or, or a PC will kill you. You'll, you'll try so to sad. find the river and get yellow fever. Dude, I was, I was just going to go Oregon Trail, too. Nice. And you. Because on, on my checklist, check. I had Oregon check. Trail. <laughs> Oh, man. Game. Hold on. <laughs> yeah. Hold on. Hold on. Let me close out Carmen San Diego and I'll get back to work. <laughs> Ooh, I got this hot game of Math Blaster going. I got a <laughs> Word Worm. Uh, maybe you'll say jam. Word Munchers. Oh, word <laughs> Munchers was good too. <laughs> or Number uh, Munchers, like, oh, Munch the Prime Numbers. Oh, God. And then you munch, you munch three and then you don't know anymore. <laughs> you're gonna get a lot of stuff in that martyr's retribution tier i'm just letting is you that know. the one you got yeah very nice martyr's retribution is one of my powers huh. nice so so the picture that goes along with it is there that would be your hammer that would probably be my hammer yes yeah that's not uh that's not molnir that's Whatever your hammer's name is, Cooper's Hawk or, or whatever Quartz it was. Fury. Quartz Fury. I was close to Cooper's Hawk. Actually, Cooper's Hawk. I thought I'd be. I'll rename it. Cooper's Hawk, the hammer. <laughs> <laughs> A welcome oh. to Theria guide for new listeners. So that's what I need right there. Yep, that is that is going to be a must. That like we've gotten to the point now where uh, people want to get in, but. I, there's that, like people are reacting to all the new stuff and it's like like I'm just getting to Supernatural I have 10 seasons of Supernatural to watch and I, I want to react to the new stuff like all my friends are doing it's like no man you got 200 and some odd episodes to get through first it's like damn alright like sometimes you just want to skip ahead and join them and yeah <laughs> yeah my goal uh, my, my goal is I, I tell you what that 35k that fourth group boy I'll tell you. The fact that it says that you said it would never happen is really intriguing. Yeah, I said there'd never be a group three, too, but I lie <laughs> here and there. <laughs> but I'm a liar. Sometimes I'm I, – I, it's tactical fibbing is what it is, really. And before I put my foot down, I, I promised everybody it's like it'll never happen, never, ever happen. And now it's, it's like 
maybe. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, let's see here. The, the last question I had written down for you, mm-hmm. and maybe it'll be the last question before we move on to the uh, the closing segment, but uh, what do you think it takes to be a great dungeon master? What is what what is it that you think it what's the most is it is it storytelling ability is it level of fairness is it to be able to uh is it the ad lib ability of being a dungeon master but what is it what is the the key thing needed to be a, a good dungeon master your opinion honestly all of that kind of comes in handy i i think one of the biggest things like personally i i think players need to feel a connection to the world that you're creating and i think that they need to feel like they get some kind of fair shake and i know i recently that i'm, I'm waiting for the heckle um <laughs> I, I had one but i was like i'll, I'll let him finish i'll let him okay finish. Let me, okay um i i think that i think if players come into it thinking that their decisions don't matter or that the story is on rails and you're not late you're not you're not listening to their input that their decisions don't really uh, that, that, that you don't, they don't impact the world. Cause two things that I see a lot with DMS is, Oh, well we're telling my story, which is boring for players. Players want to feel, I mean, like it's like anything else. Like you want, you want to feel like you're playing the game and you have some kind of connection. Like you, you matter. There's a difference like you're, and you know, the outcome can change with an X swing. Like it, it matters. Um, uh, the other thing is a DM that wants to torture his players or kill them or her players. Uh, and, and kill them, and it's I I think both of those things are poisonous to the 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 entire uh, the entire group. So, yeah, I, I think I think giving players a fair shake. I I because the ad libbing and the the storytelling. I think you can that that's something that just gets better with time. Because I wasn't good at it at first, and you get better at it with time. I've I've always wrote like short stories and uh, stories and stuff since I was a kid, but that doesn't necessarily translate to a group activity where you're doing improv. Um. So the rest of it, I, I think, I think that's the first thing you need to do when you're starting out is listen to your players and um, just just try and build a story where they're having fun. That's that's the big thing. It doesn't matter how epic you think your story is if they're not having fun with it, then it's pointless. Facilitate their adventure. Right. Yeah. All right, Izzy, where's the heckle? Oh God, there were so many. Um... <laughs> Hit me. My first one was I forget the rest of them, but the can first I, can one I was, say can I say thank you very much for waiting till I got to the end of my ramble, then hitting me? Yeah, you're welcome. You know, like you. I, I I pick my moments, and it's like sometimes sometimes it's a good moment to be a bitch, but sometimes it's like you know what, <laughs> just just let him just let him finish. Okay. Um, you said something about having uh making making players feel like they've got a they've got a fair shake, um, and I was gonna make some comment about it being an extremely unfair earthquake for us, but. Uh, <laughs> I can't remember the rest of them, but they were good. <laughs> I trust you. I trust you that they're good. You they were mean. Have... They were mean. I'm not going to say that too. I trust. <laughs> I have um, no doubt. No, like, like that's that. That's not not to say that. Like, I, I think you're a bad dungeon master because obviously, you know, I, I'm here to make sure that you don't sell yourself short. <laughs> and like, you know, you still do, even with all the praise and you know talking about yourself. Like, you're still selling yourself short. This is, you know, the best storytelling, you know, I've ever, I've ever had the experience of of being a part of or listening to, or, you know, it's, it's better than any video game I've played. 
you know, it's, it's better than any book I've read. Well, except a few, but like, you know, it's, it is so in depth and so intriguing and so much fun, even when horrible stuff happens and I'm furious, <laughs> it's still a ridiculous amount of fun. And I can't wait to always play the next session. That means a lot. Thank you. So that's, a that's the only time there. I'm ever going to compliment you. Fuck off. I <laughs> <laughs> have to bleep that. I don't think I, – I think I've made the decision that we're not bleeping anything yeah. on this, on this yeah, episode. Just, hey, Rob, when you upload this, don't check the box that says, ex, that says clean. Yeah. Yeah. Just check explicit and let it roll because I, I, I think this episode might lose some panache if we fucking cleaned it up. <laughs> Speaking of cleaning up, see, I, I love that. I love that I'm so good at segues. <laughs> but if you stop and call attention to the fact that you're good at segues, uh, you've just lost the momentum of the segue. It, it's just it's part of the shtick. I think I have. I think I at, at, at this point he likes to he likes to lean forward on the device and then immediately pull up. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh man. The Geekery, which is how we end every show. It's our weekly segment where we, we ask our guests and we ask ourselves, what have we been geeking on this week? And we always like to start with our guests. So what have you guys been geeking on this week? Uh, good Lord. Um, playing Diablo 3 and finishing up a fantastic audiobook uh, today, specifically. I love audiobooks. I love Diablo 3. Uh, both of those things taste <laughs> great together. Did we just become best friends? <laughs> nope. Um, Shadow of the Wind uh, was a fantastic uh, – Izzy suggested it. I, I took a long time getting to it, but I've been really kind of busy with the whole Kickstarter thing. Uh, but I, I finally finished up the deck. I, I, it is a fantastic book. Highly recommend it. And Diablo 3 because for some reason the tone of that book matched Diablo 3. I don't know why. I know that feel. I, my Spotify playlist for Diablo 3 is pretty messed up. <laughs> a lot of Tiny Tim. Check that off. <laughs> Tiny Tim reference? Check. He's on every checklist, by the way. Just <laughs> so Tiny you know. Tim. Yeah, I, what I do is uh, the very first checklist I made, I cut out sort of like a ransom note thing, like Tiny <laughs> Tim out of a magazine and glued it, and I just cut the same piece of paper off of each checklist and paste it. <laughs> you need a roommate. <laughs> I think oh, someone... Uh, maybe someone, a, maybe a, like a full-time job. Would maybe be. someone to talk to. <laughs> <laughs> but I have all my friends, Biffer, Bofer, Bomber, Keely Feely, Thorin. Finish <laughs> <laughs> it, you can come this far. No. Yeah. Ori, Nori, Dori, Balan, Dwalan, Biffer, Bifer, Bofer. Bombor. Bombor. Oh, boy. All of them. Balan Oaken Shield. That is impressive, actually. All I can do is I picture Joe doing the the, uh, Buffalo Bill. I'd I'd fuck me. (laughs) (laughs) The the tucking dance all by himself. While no more horses plays in the background. Yeah, no more horses. <laughs> 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 oh, 
where he's he's very patiently cutting out Tiny Tim from last week's list and <laughs> and glue sticking it to another piece of paper, and it's creepy because he uses a glue stick. That's exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> I thought that's a like junior arts and crafts. Who does that anymore? Creepier would be one of those stick like. like Pot the, of glue with like the, the brush like and the, the paste thing. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. I you I draw it out slowly and I take a lick of the this rubber oh cement God. and then I dip it back in and then paste it. Oh my God! <laughs> True, Well, that while the dulcet tones of Tiny Tim go, Daddy, Daddy, what is heaven like? <laughs> I I don't have enough peyote to make the last five minutes make sense. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, you said that very convincingly. I'm starting to think it's true. <laughs> I'm starting to think you've done all of that before. Yeah. The worst part is he has. <laughs> the, the, the pinkies of all his victims in a bag in his freezer. <laughs> Goodness gracious. Oh, oh man. Anyway, that spiraled out of control. Is what have you been geeking on this week? Um, I was actually on vacation for a lot of um, the most recent week, but um, I've been geeking out about Shadow of the Wind because Jason hit me up being like, oh my god, I'm almost finished, and I freaked out because I've been trying to get him to finish it for the longest freaking time, and yeah, I caught myself there. We already said fuck. Like, no, we've already went oh, yeah, down the okay. rabbit hole. Well, shit. <laughs> I mean, I mean, fuck. I mean, really. <laughs> um, other than that, I have been geeking out about um, the video game that I'm actually making for work um, because that's the only thing I've been able to think about because I've put off two weeks of working on it. Can I beta test that? I've been I've been meaning to ask. That seems like I should get mm. access to that. No. Okay. No. Fuck. Whatever then. I'm an intern. I don't have that power. It's like, what's the benefit of being your friend? I mean, this has yet Derision? to <laughs> <laughs> Oh, You have a place and she puts you there. Apparently. You, yeah, the <laughs> listeners yep, have noticed that, actually. Nail on the head, yeah. <laughs> Rob, how about you? Uh, well... After Gen Con, I got the opportunity to pick up Shadowrun 5th uh, Edition and the brand new Star Wars Fantasy Flight uh, core rulebook and some of their campaign guides. And then whenever I got back, my roommate decided that he wanted to buy like three or four more like compendiums for it. So I've been geeking the hell out on Star Wars RPG. So I've been nerding it up with role-playing games too perfect joe what about you i uh so remember last week when i said i was geeking out on darkland county no well i, I last week i said i was geeking out on the, the <laughs> ghost brothers of darkland county yeah and yeah I, yeah i was lying apparently because i actually <laughs> listened to it this week and um holy shit is it good it is amazing. Really? It's uh, it's got that's like the, that's the John Cougar Mellencamp Stephen King uh, musical, right? Yeah, yeah. Wow. It's got like Chris Christopherson <laughs> singing on it. It's got it's it's just it's unbelievably good. The whole thing is just 
I couldn't believe it. I I I popped it in and it was just like like every song beat the like the last one. It was awesome. It's just awesome. Wow. Awesome. Yeah. So I I gave Rob the link to one of the songs on the on in the musical and uh I hope he posts it in the show notes. I I most definitely will. It was better than I expected. Do Do it. Do it. Rules. It was better than expected. Joe has weird tastes (laughs) and things. I think we got that after you were like licking the glue brush. (laughs) I think that's what's licking the glue brush was a band that was in in high school. Surprising no one. Uh, You guys played one junior prom and then broke up. Yep. We got booted off the stage for Hobbit Ambush, though. <laughs> what a great band name! Actually, in all, all jokes aside, <laughs> Hobbit like, Ambush, Cleveland, put your hands together for Hobbit Ambush. <laughs> but yeah, where 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 Ghost Brothers really got me though was uh, I watched the the part of the thing I have has a DVD in it that has a promotional like behind the scenes video, and uh, in it Stephen King is talking and he says, you know, John. Mellencamp could go on playing rock and roll forever and people would keep buying his tickets and I could keep writing forever and people would keep buying my books but eventually we'd dig ourselves a rut and then all that would be left is furnishing that rut and the only way to keep being creative is to do something new so that's what this is that's pretty cool and I was like okay Steven okay Uncle Steve you win is it W H I N? Yep. There's not even an H in that. That's how I pronounced it. Wow. Rye, how about you? What are you geeking on this week? <sighs> I'm late to the party, but I am. Uh, I can't get enough True Blood. I. It's uh, a plunge. I still haven't taken. <laughs> uh, I am not upset that I've taken it. It is pretty good. It. Uh, I have heard though from multiple sources. Uh, independent of themselves, which is what independent means. <laughs> but, but but then have all said um, like, oh yeah, keep watching, it gets worse. It yeah, stop while you're ahead. So that kind of makes me nervous. Like, I but, think uh, well, I after just... season four is whenever it just starts like drastically going downhill. Like it's still interesting, but it's just like the story gets awful and everything else gets awful and it's awful. I uh, I felt like I watched I watched the Family Guy gag about it and decided that that was probably good enough for me. <laughs> I uh I just we just uh, my wife and I just finished the first season and uh, we we would have watched a couple episodes tonight except you know podcast. But uh, it, it may be the sexiest show in the world. Hmm. I, I just. Something about, and I don't think uh, Sookie. Who plays Who plays Sookie? Anna Paquin. Yeah. yeah. Outside of the show, eh. In the show. Sookie. Something about maybe it's the name. I don't know. Maybe my chauvinist is showing. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's what I'm geeking on. True Blood. Fantastic. Yeah. Hmm. So and and. Uh, I bought a drinking horn at Gen Con. Awesome. <laughs> I I forgot that you did that. It is a uh, it is the the vessel of choice for bourbon in my household. Ooh. So a drinking horn full of bourbon. 
That's yes. yeah. That would get you wrecked really quickly. Oh yeah, it does. It does. It's like because you could. Pit, it's like I mean, if you I mean, if you were to actually fill it all the way up, it's like a like oh, I just poured a whole bottle of bourbon into this horn. So replace the that with vodka, is, and you got me. Are you gonna Are you gonna tent with that, Rye? Mm, no, that's a, that's a good get, way to break your drinking. That's horn. a good way to break your drinking horn. Actually, it's a good way for your brother to break your drinking. Horn. <laughs> You're probably right. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I probably won't party with my drinking horn. It'll probably be more of a uh, like uh, sitting on my couch watching True Blood drinking bourbon from a horn. Like, where can right. I find like Living a twenty? Because where can that's, I find like a twenty-five dollar drinking horn? Because I really want one to tenth with. Um, I would go to. Uh, Come on, plug it. Oh gosh! It's like gods of the wood. No, it's a we are the uh, we Songs are gods. Or, or I, you know like what? That. We're gonna. You guys put, are so bad at this. We will By the put way, the link. Jethro Tull, check. We will put. <laughs> we will put the link in the show notes to where you can buy a drinking horn. Uh, we we met him at Gen Con. He's a really cool dude, and we're gonna have him on the show. But the name of his website eludes me at the moment. But we will. I will get you those notes so you can throw them in the show, Rob. Good. But uh, yeah, tell me that's not the American dream. Watching <laughs> watching True Blood drinking bourbon out of a horn on your couch. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it seems like a party thing. Yeah, well, except it's a uh, it's a uh, it's really nice, and I'm not sure how fragile it is. Yet. Right, gotcha. Well, more importantly, uh, it's pretty stabby. <laughs> it is awfully <laughs> stabby. Yeah. That, that is true. It is awfully stabby. Kind of dangerous that way. But the, now we are, and I'm, you know what? I've never met you guys. I've only known you for the last hour and a half. However, this winter, if you feel like coming to Feast Beyond the Wall, it's a little, it's a little thing we're going to start, a little festival we're trying to get started. Hmm. It's, uh, uh, we wait till it's nice and cold and snowy. You can only wear black. And uh, we stand outside from uh, dusk until dawn around a fire. Uh, drinking, eating, stuff like that. Sounds awesome. Yeah, it's a night beyond the wall. We're going to uh, – um, everybody who's there's names getting thrown in a, in a pot, and then the first name drawn out is the Lord Commander. And then everybody else is going to be mixed into uh, stewards and rangers and and uh, <laughs> and builders. Well, we and, have to uh, build anything. Well, you'll have, to, you'll have to tend the fire. I could do that. Uh, stewards are going to have to cook, and uh, rangers. Rangers actually kind of have the suckiest job, which they may actually have the suckiest job in Westeros too. But uh, they're they not kinda, allowed to hang out with anybody. Well, they kind of <laughs> become beer bitches too, because they're the ones that have to go out and like range away from the wall to go get Ooh. the beer, <laughs> or, Ooh, or like, hey, we're, hey, we're we're out of Buffalo Trace bourbon, See, so sounds sexy. What they are is gophers. That's right. They're basically <laughs> gophers. But all the positions are going to rotate throughout the night, so it's not like. You we have to tend to fire pick, all night. We should just pick one unlucky person that we don't like to have them be brand the builder, and their job is literally just build a 600-foot-tall wall the entire night. <laughs> Rob, I think we found you a job. Whoa. Rob, I think you're brand the builder, buddy. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I'll play, I'll play a fucking beer bitch all night, but I'm not building the wall. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, what our, our goal is, I mean, hopefully it's going gonna, it's gonna to start out probably small, but it would be cool if it became a uh, thing. A thing where there was a, a location where everybody came out and that's actually kind of cool. I dig that. that. Night beyond the wall. You can only wear black. You can wear whatever you want, but it can only be black. The night starts. We take the oath 
of the Night's Watch. <laughs> that and is then so we, cool. Uh, I dig we, that uh, a lot, actually, dude. Yeah, then we just eat food, drink. Uh, you know, we're going to have like a uh, – we're going to have a big bonfire, and then we're going to have a couple different cook fires where we're going to have like a, like lemon seed cakes or, um, you know – uh, like a beef stew or ham and beans or something like that. Something to, something nice that you can you can hold and keep warm. Oh, okay. Here's the thing. We're buddies now. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> that just happened right now. Uh, we're gonna keep in touch because that that actually sounds really cool. <laughs> the, oh, Sold you guys. Well, I guess yeah, you're invited. Welcome. There you go. Feast be on the wall. So, but anyway, oh. that's a. Uh, I guess the, I don't know where that came from. Where, where did how did it come in? We were talking about True Blood. What happened? Oh, drinking horns. <laughs> yeah, that's where you use a drinking horn. It's feast be on the wall. We'll put that right in the story basket, right? <laughs> Thanks, Rob. I get jumbled up. Words get jumbled up in my mouth sometimes, and my my brain moves faster than my mouth can move. So, <laughs> for a second, I thought we were actually just like maybe this was the whole concept. Oh, so- is we were just supposed to talk about feast be on the wall? Sometimes we just like to share stuff. <laughs> Sometimes I enter monologue. Out loud. Out loud. <laughs> oh, man. Ugh. Well, do you guys have anything you'd like to plug? I mean, let's let's let people know where we can uh, uh, where they can find your podcast and where they can find your Kickstarter. Uh, DNRpodcast.com. Uh, that's D-A-N-D-R podcast. Oh, you didn't do it right. Would you like me to do it the way I do it do on the it. show? Do it the way you do okay. it. Okay. That's D A N D R podcast uh, dot com. That's people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that fucking inflection that did. <laughs> uh, it kills me. Um, yeah, you can pretty much find uh, uh, Facebook and Twitter. It's uh, Dungeons and Randomness on Facebook, uh, at DNR Podcast on Twitter, and uh, the Kickstarter. Trust me, you will see links to the Kickstarter. We don't shut up about it. Um, th- by the way, thank you guys for, for donating towards that. That's like you literally just met us, and that is an insane. You like the, the, the two of you picked up the Martyrs Retribution thing. That is a huge amount of money to plunk down on. You haven't even heard the show yet. That's amazing. That's what we're oh. here for. That's, that, a, that, a, that's a great expression of faith, right there. Yes, you believe in something. Yeah, I'm sorry. And when I, when honestly, you had Jeremy Maguire, you, you had me at hello. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so explain to me the backstory of Theria, dude. I can't. Well, I'm in. What's the best Kickstarter package for me? Let me look. <laughs> You're gonna Just get a the decimate package. If you guys are wondering, <laughs> I can't believe someone purchased that. That is amazing to me that someone is a, a big enough fan of the show that they purchased that. That is two and a half thousand dollars. That is. That's yes, that's no. That's, uh, some pra- that's dedication right there. That's uh, that's glue drinking crazy. Joe, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you have, I should know. Joe, you have anything you want to plug tonight, buddy? <laughs> you betcha. Uh, if you like the show, follow us on Twitter at Geekcast Live, Geekcast Rye, Geekcast Base, Geekcast Joe, and follow the Geek Girls at Geek Girl with a U Joe and Geek Girl with a U Les. And be sure to like our Facebook page and join our Facebook group, both of which can be found by going to Facebook and searching Geekcast Live and then pressing the little thumbs up button. It's that simple. It says like next to it. It is that simple. My grandma could do it, and she has. So. I, think, I, I, think, I think grandma has done it, actually. 
I bet I will bet any amount of money that Rob also has something he'd like to plug. No, we're done. Oh, like that was, <laughs> we're um, done here. We're done here. Uh, check us out and uh, check up our level ups at geekharder.com and be sure to download and subscribe to our podcast, geekcastlivepodcast.com backslash podcast. And don't forget to check out Death Wish Coffee. Ryan hasn't plugged them enough during this episode. Mm, um, bacon. With bacon. Um, but if you want to check them out, they are the world's strongest coffee. You can check them out at deathwishcoffee.com. And if you use our passcode GeekCast, you get 15% off your purchase. And with coffees named Death Wish and Valhalla Java, honestly, why wouldn't you? I do it all the time. I had some I had some Odin Force blend this morning actually on my way to work. It's, it's a good blend. I, I well, it's, you you drink it for Asgard. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, anything to. Well, you, and you drink enough of it, it's almost like uh, Hoogan and Moonin are just sort of telling you stuff all day. They're telling me stuff all day long. <laughs> I can talk to ravens all of a sudden after about three cups of Valhalla Java. <sighs> but good stuff. That's my luck. That's my life. Mm-hmm. I have an, I, have, I drink Valhalla Java and I have an Asgardian drinking horn, which is what I call it now. <laughs> As you should. I'm surprised <laughs> I it took named this it, long. I've actually named it Ragnarok. Oh, Ragnarok the drinking horn. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Ragnarok the super horse. <laughs> Psionic Love Slave or whatever the hell his name. Whatever it's <laughs> Psionic <laughs> Love Slave. Psionic That's Love true. Slave was a band I was in in high school. <laughs> Uh, I would also like to plug OperationSupplyDrop.org before we sign off. Make sure you guys know what they do and how you can help out. Uh, These guys are retired military, and they supply video game care packages and experiences to soldiers downrange and to those returning to hospitals and bases here in the U.S. Uh, In the four years they've been up and running, they have raised over $700,000. Any amount of money helps these guys out, so help them if you can. You can find them on Twitter at OPSupplyDrop and online at OperationSupplyDrop.org. And I just got my 8-Bit Salute t-shirt uh, from last year's 8-Bit Salute, and it's bitchin'. It's a great shirt. I just got it's, mine, too. It's really cool. So I would like to thank uh, uh, Jason and Izzy for coming on the show tonight. Uh, thank you so much for uh, having us. Yeah. You guys are you guys are awesome. I, I always get nervous talking to like strangers. lonely people in general. Yeah, <laughs> strangers. And then, uh, but you guys are awesome. It was really nice hanging out with you guys. Uh, you guys, any, too. Anytime you guys want to come on together separately – Whatever. Uh, if you want to come back on before your Kickstarter ends for a final push, whatever you guys want to do, just uh, get a hold of us. And as soon as we finish up wrapping up plans for Feast Beyond the Wall, you will also be put in the loop. Thank you very much. No problem. Uh, with that, I would like to encourage you all to fly the flag. And as always, geek harder. Tune in next week to see what Rob's 13th century vase went for on the Antiques Roadshow. Hint, hint. It was less than I wanted. <laughs> yeah, but it was more than you expected. <laughs> so. which, is the, which is the exciting twist for the episode. <laughs> did you end up selling it or do you still have it? No, I still have it. Yeah. Did you break it? I did. Oh, you did? <laughs> he told me what he wanted for it and I just threw it on the ground. And you just, you, <laughs> you, just, you gallagher it right into an oriental rug. No. <laughs> well, no, no one can have it. In hindsight, this was an awful idea. Take that, 13th century. <laughs> Show you what I think of that. I don't even like vases. They're called. It's called a vase. <laughs>